Looking forward to hearing from him and all that he has in store for us. Today, we're going to start a series entitled, Get Wisdom. Look at your neighbor and say, get some wisdom. All right, you're at the right place to get some wisdom, because God's word is always filled with wisdom. Of course, we're going to do a series on Get Wisdom. You can probably take a good shot at guessing which book we're going to be doing our primary study from. That would be the book of Proverbs. So go ahead and if you have a Bible with you, open to Proverbs 1. If you're using another device, if you can find Proverbs 1, that'd be great. It'll also be up on the screen behind me, so I'm going to encourage you to follow after. But I'm going to open up this series by reading Proverbs 1, verse 1 through 7. So let's begin reading there. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So you have a choice here which category you want to fall into, a wise person who will become even wiser or a fool that's going to despise destruction, uh, instruction. I want to read that same passage from Eugene Peterson's Message Bible. If you, if you don't have the Message Bible, I encourage you sometime to pick one up. This is actually just the book of Proverbs here uh, by Eugene Peterson, but you can get the, the New Testament as well. But listen to this from uh, Eugene Peterson's it says, many people think that what's written in the, in the Bible, excuse me, I'm reading his introduction. <laughs> Read me find Proverbs chapter one, manual for living, verse one of Proverbs one. Says, These are the wise saying of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king, written down so we'll know how to live well and right. To understand what life means and where it's going, a manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair, to teach the inexperienced the ropes, and give our young people a grasp on reality. And all the young people said, preach it, Pastor Ray. All the young people said, preach it, Pastor Ray. <laughs> all right. All right, lest you think as an older person you're off the hook. There's something here for you seasoned men and women, still a thing for the experience to learn. Fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. So I believe that we are among the wise. We're here. Those of you watching online, you're among the wise. You're watching. You're listening. And so I want to encourage you just to continue to do what we're being instructed in here is to continue to hear and to continue to become even wiser. The unifying theme of Proverbs is the fear of the Lord is the beginning or the principal part of knowledge. And it's his wisdom. It's wisdom from God that teaches us how to order our our, our, our values, 
And when we order our values correctly, it leads to building godly character in our lives. And when we have godly character being developed in our lives, that leads to wholeness in our spirit, our souls, and our bodies to complete wholeness. And that wholeness leads to a satisfied life. Wisdom in the book of Proverbs and throughout the word of God, but wisdom warns us of the pitfalls along the path. And it declares the foolishness of not developing the fear of the Lord in our lives and not getting wisdom. So in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 and 7, 5 through 7, it says, Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. So throughout the book of Proverbs, we are admonished and encouraged to uh, incline our ear to, to wisdom's voice, to be hearing and to be increasing in learning and to avoid, to avoid the, pitfalls, the, the pitfalls of, of foolishness and, and, and rejecting wise counsel and wisdom. Even in the New Testament, uh, repeatedly, we are admonished to be walking in wisdom. And one of them that I want to read is found in Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15 through 17, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Let's take a look at that for a moment. Then we'll just continue to expound on what the wisdom would have imparted to us today. Ephesians 5, in verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as wise. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Walking carefully. Walking carefully is the connotation of something that is done accurately, a, a life that is walked out precisely, and a walk that, is, that one is giving close attention to are we paying close attention to our walk, to our, the path that God is leading us on? Are we paying close attention? Is our ear inclined to hearing the voice of wisdom? Are we cognizant of the presence of God, a presence-based leadership or presence-based direction in our lives that we're, that we're ever mindful that God is with us and that the wisdom of God has been instilled within us and that we can draw on the wisdom of God and that we can, we can walk with wisdom, we can walk accurately, we can walk precisely, we can give close attention to the details of our life. I'm not talking about an over-anxiousness or, 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 or a, a fear-based type thing, but a, a, a precise accurate attention given to the directives of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So the call to live in wisdom or the call to live wisely is for us means that we are, uh, and, and to get wisdom is a call for us to live with a moral discernment and careful attention to keep our life on target, to keep life going in the right direction. Getting wisdom, the ability to live life skillfully. How many would you, 
How many of you would agree with me that I, for one, am always able to use more wisdom in my life to make uh, the decisions that are before me on a daily basis throughout the day and throughout the week that wisdom is required to make sure that making the right choices, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit in, in the midst of uh, all the other voices that are at our disposal, especially in our culture today with, the, with all the media that we have at our disposal today, there's many, many voices coming at us at all times, but the voice of the Good Shepherd, the voice of wisdom, we can discern his voice in, 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 in the midst of all the other noise. We can discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is the voice of wisdom. And our life can be going in a right direction at all times, even when it may not feel like it is going in a proper direction. God is with us and God is interested in your life and God is interested in you paying close attention to him and walking with him throughout your pilgrimage here and knowing that he's with you. So we are admonished to get wisdom. You say, well, if I'm supposed to get wisdom, where do I go to get it? Where do I go to get wisdom? Wisdom's storehouse, of course, is heaven. And then also in the book of Colossians, we're told that uh, uh, the wisdom, it's hidden in Christ. It's hidden in Christ. All the wisdom of God is hidden in Christ. So it's in Christ. It's in heaven. In James chapter 3 and verse 17, if you uh, take a look at that particular verse, it gives a, a picture of what the wisdom from heaven looks like. It even contrasts it with the wisdom of this world. But we're going to go ahead and focus on just to take a look at it, what it looks like when you have wisdom coming down from heaven. Because sometimes when we're endeavoring to hear from God, we're, we're endeavoring to make the right choices. We're endeavoring to keep our life on track. Again, with, the, with the, uh, the, the plethora of voices that are coming at us, sometimes it's hard to tell because some things sound really good. They sound really noble. They sound, they sound like they have to be right. They sound like they're true. Uh, but you have to be careful because sometimes it's not. And so, but the wisdom from heaven in verse 17 of James chapter 3, it's defined as the wisdom from above. First of all, it's pure. Everyone say pure. pure. So there's no pretense in it. It's peaceable. Do you have a peace with what you're hearing, what you're landing on? So this is the wisdom of God. Is it coupled with a peace in, in your life? And, and, and you know, can, can you say that, yes, this is peaceable? And when I say it's peaceable, in your heart, in your spirit, that doesn't mean that it may not stir up some, some anxiety that, wow, this is, this, is, this is the voice of God, and I have a peace that this is the voice of God, but this voice of God is causing me to take a step out here into that which I don't know yet. I, I'm being obedient, and I'm taking a step into the direction of God, into the direction of wisdom, into the direction of peace, and it's confusing to me because taking this step of faith and a step of obedience is also, while it's peaceable in my spirit is causing some anxiety in my head. That's a tension that we, want to, that we need to learn to be comfortable with. Because sometimes, you know, in the past, I remember when I first came into this walking by faith and walking and understanding the peace of God and being taught, taught about being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, people at different times, uh, people would just flippantly say, and I probably said it myself to other people, if I counseled you in this some years ago and you came in to see me and you were anxious and I just kind of flippantly said, well, just follow after peace. Uh, <laughs> that's true, but it's not true. <laughs> 
Uh, you are supposed to follow after peace, but it's not, it's not just a, a flippant, just follow after peace, no, meaning don't do anything unless you have complete peace about it. Because, uh, you know, just sitting on the recliner chair, uh, sipping your coffee or tea can feel pretty chill, pretty peaceful. <laughs> I'm going to follow after that. Or the wisdom of God might be telling you to go in a certain direction, to, uh, to give in to something, to do something, to do something that uh, you know it's the peace of God, you know it's the wisdom of God, but yet it also is causing trepidation. But you have a peace in your heart. It's the peace in your heart. It's the peace that you know that you know that you know that it's God's will. When you know that it's God's will, you're going to have to learn to live with the tension that, yes, I know I'm peaceful, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's the will of God, but yet there's some apprehension there. Is that making sense? Four of you? So, yep, that's making sense. All right, that's, that's good. That's all we need. All right. And so wisdom from above, it's pure, it's peaceable, and it's gentle. The wisdom from heaven is also very submissive. It's willing to yield. It's willing to admit, you know what? I thought I was right, but I'm not. I was wrong. I wanted to do it my way, but I see your way is better. I can see God's way is better. So I'm willing to back off what I thought, what I believe, and what I've been espousing. I'm willing to back off of that, and I'm willing to yield to the wisdom of God coming from heaven through you. Sometimes, it, don't you think, think sometimes it would be easier if it would be easier to yield if God just spoke directly to you instead of through your spouse <laughs> or through someone else? It's like, God, just tell me. Just download it to me. Don't download it into someone else. But God downloads wisdom to other people, and, and there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And so, and wisdom from heaven is willing to not just be, uh, it, it's willing to yield. So it's not just saying, no, 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 we're going to do it my way. I, this is, I, I know this is the right way. It may not be. It may not be. So it's willing to yield. And it's also full of mercy. It's full of mercy. And it also has a lot of good fruit coming forth of it, out of it. And it's also, it's without favoritism, without partiality. There's no unfairness in it, and there's no bias in it, and it is without hypocrisy. So you can just reflect on that particular verse for a long time to try to discern, okay, what is the will of God? What is the wisdom of God in my life? I'm supposed to, in all my getting, I'm supposed to get wisdom. Uh, this helps you to see, well, this is what wisdom looks like, and this is how, this is how it should fit. This is like, like, like trying on a new outfit. You know, does it fit? Putting on a new pair of shoes. Do they fit? Well, 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 you can tell if it fits, if it's pure, if it's peaceable, if it's, gen if it's gentle, if it's submissive, willing to yield, if it's uh, full of mercy, it's coupled with good fruit, uh, there's no favoritism in it, and it also it is completely free of any hypocrisy. It's absolute wisdom from heaven. And when it, when it fits that criteria, you say, this is the wisdom of God. I'm going to incorporate this into my life, and this is going to keep my life on path. It's going to keep, I'm going to continue on the journey that God has called me to. And so that's a snapshot of what it looks like. You can take your own time later today and, and contrast that with the wisdom of the world, but it's very ugly. It's just the prior verses right there. You can read those on your own. But so it comes from heaven and, and in Christ, 
are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We have a, a working, a walking, and a living relationship with Jesus Christ. He has been made wisdom unto us. But let's take a moment today and uh, look at a prayer that Solomon, the author of the book of Proverbs, a prayer that he prayed when he became king and, uh, as a young man and uh, realizing that he had this awesome responsibility just uh, delegate it to him. He went to God in, in a time of worship, offered up some sacrifices unto God. Then he offered up a prayer to God, and it's recorded in 2 Chronicles chapter 1. I'm going to pick it up in verse 10. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10. It says, Now, this is Solomon talking to God in his prayer. Now, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for whom, for who can judge this great people of yours. So he's asking God for wisdom. Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or life or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I made you king. God is speaking. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. So Solomon was the wisest man on the earth until Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came. We have a greater than Solomon, and his name is Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But Solomon asked God for wisdom. He inquired of the Lord, and it is perfectly acceptable and biblical for us to be doing likewise. Matter of fact, in, in James chapter 3, we are instructed excuse me, in James chapter 1 in verse 5, we are instructed to ask God for wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask, let him ask of God who gives to all people liberally. He gives it to all of us liberally and, and, and without reproach and it will be given to him. So that's absolutely wise on our part to not be stumbling on a path of insecurity or, or on a, a path that we're trying to make decisions, we're trying to find direction, and, and, and the constant underlying theme going on inside of us is, I, I'm just not sure. I just don't know. I just don't know. We have, that, we have access to God, just as Solomon prayed and asked God for wisdom. James Chapter 1 and verse 5, if you like wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all of us liberally. And we say liberally. I mean, that's, that's being generous. He's being very generous towards giving us wisdom when we inquire of him to give us wisdom. He doesn't hold back. He does not hold back. Without reproach, it will be given to you. It will be given to you. So that's where, that is wisdom's place. The storehouse of wisdom is heaven. And, and, and for us, it's in Jesus Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But as Solomon asked God for wisdom, 
And James tells us to ask God for wisdom. I want you to recognize that first and foremost, your access to the wisdom, to the mind of Christ, to the direction of the Holy Spirit in wisdom's path for your life is to, is to be bold and courageous in asking God for it. There's nothing too small to ask. There's nothing too small. There's no situation in your life that's insignificant that you can't go to God and ask God for wisdom for the, for the right direction, for the right solution, uh, for, for the right path that, that, he, that he won't answer you and he won't give that to you. He said he'd give it to you liberally. You're, you're not going to exhaust him. So number one, for you to be getting wisdom is the asking. I would say asking. And so can, uh, begin to ask and, and, and ask as often as you need to. Ask in faith, believing that you're going to receive it from him, as we're instructed to in the book of James. But by all means, begin by asking. That is one of the best ways for you to tap into the resources of heaven's wisdom is, is, to, is to go before God in prayer in the name of Jesus and ask him. The example here of Solomon. In, in James, we have another example. So uh, asking, then another primary way for you to acquire, to, for you to be getting wisdom is by association. Everyone say association. You know, you hang around wise people, you become wise. If you hang around foolish people, you become foolish. If you hang around ignorant people, you become ignorant. And the Bible says, let the ignorant be ignorant still. But you don't want to be ignorant. You want to be a wise person. So you, you begin associating with wise people. You, you inquire of wise people. In a multitude of counsel, there is safety. There is wisdom when, when, when we are, are uh, associating with the right people. And so be particular who you're hanging out with. Now, if you're sitting here this morning or you're watching us online saying, my goodness, I have some very foolish friends, and you know, well, <laughs> you drop them softly, all right? <laughs> Don't kick them to the curb. I'm not talking about just all of a sudden kicking people to the curb, but you really want to be mindful of who you are spending time with. You want to be spending time with people that are in the same path that you want to be on, people that are on the path of wisdom, and it's always smart to have people that are farther down the path than you are. You don't have to be the one up front thinking you know it all and looking back and saying, well, what do you have to say? Ah, that's not important, and then just keep going on your own way. But be associating, be mindful of your friendships. Be mindful of your associations. They do make an impact on your life. So have association with one another. People in the body of Christ, people that you know have a, have a real relationship with God, that their, their pursuit is for the wisdom of God as well. And they, they have a passion for hearing and being led by the Holy Spirit of God. You want to be drawing on people and, 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 and resourcing yourself with, with people that, that can impart wisdom to you. It's, it's wise for you to have a, a wise counsel in the realm of your, your health, It's wise to have wise counsel in the realm of your physical fitness. Sucking my belly in while I'm saying that. <laughs> Shoulders back, chin up. It's wise for you to have wise counsel concerning your stewardship. <laughs> 
It's wise for you to have wise counsel in relationships. It's just wise to have wise counsel in every area of life. We don't know it all. We don't know it all. When I was a, a youngster, it was pretty common practice that your family doctor was a general practitioner. You know, if you had a broken toe or a broken neck or, or a heart attack, you went to the same person. It didn't matter what happened. You, you had a family doctor, a general practitioner. But you know, today it's, it's, it, it's, it's diversity. We have people that are very, doctors that are very wise and they can be brain surgeons and they might not be able to set your bone when you break your foot. So you, you, you have people you can go to. When you, when you need something in, in, in medically, you can go to a specialist in that particular area. And all through life, there are people that have great wisdom when it comes to stewardship. They have financial insight. And it's a gift that they've been given. They've been trained in that. And those that you, want, you, you want to receive counsel from people like that. Don't just go it alone thinking, I'm... I can do this by myself. You may be doing okay, but you know what? With the same resources that you have, the same skill level that you have, with someone wiser speaking into your life, coaching you, challenging you, you may be able to do a whole lot better. Physically, financially, in every arena of life. If we open ourselves up to associating ourselves with people that are wise, we become even wiser. People that challenge us in our health and our exercise, our finances, our resources, our relationships. It, it's, 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 it's wise to do that. And the association. So we have association with one another in the body of Christ. We have association also with the Holy Spirit. Become acquainted with the Holy Spirit. God, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, his primary purpose that Jesus said, his primary purpose when he would come is that, that he would lead you, he would guide you, he would direct you, he would show you things to come, he would bring things to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit is in you as your advocate. He's in you as your helper. He's in you as your comforter. But we, we need to develop wisdom we need to develop a relationship with him through wisdom and to be able to discern his voice and to be able to allow him to be leading us, guiding us, and directing us. Don't just, just think, well, it's just a charismatic, a charismatic experience and it's great for a charismatic worship service and it's great for this and it's great for that. It's great for everything that God has sent him to do. But never underestimate your association with the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the plan of God, the wisdom of God, and the mind of Christ. To make it known and to lead you into favorable circumstances and to favorable outcomes. The Holy Spirit is here for you. Develop an association with him, a relationship with him to a level that you have not yet experienced. And then also, of course, association with the word of God. You want to be familiar with the Word of God. God speaks through His Word. He speaks through His Word. Your primary directive in life will come to you. Your primary instruction for your life will be made known to you through the written Word of God. Spend time in the Word. Become familiar with the Word of God. God wants to speak to you through His Word. Through His Word. So spend time in his word, hearing the word of God and 
paying attention to the word of the Lord and be practicing the word of God, for that is the wisdom of God. That is his wisdom. God's ways are higher than man's ways. And the good news is, is he's made them known to us through his spirit and through the word of God. So, so begin asking for wisdom, be in association with the word of God, with the Holy Spirit, in association with other members of the body of Christ. Other people have skill sets and giftings uh, that, that you may not be familiar with, that, 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 that you may not have them to the degree that they have them. You have something someone else needs. Others have things that you need. So be in association with one another. And then number three, wisdom also becomes more real to you as you apply wisdom. Be asking for wisdom, be associating with wise people, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, and also you, then, and then you want to be doing, doing the Word of God, which is the application of wisdom. Don't just be hearing wisdom and, and, and nodding your head and agreeing to, oh, that's wise, oh, that's wise, that's deep, wow, cool. I went to see the Revolution movie the other night. That's where that word cool came from. Took me back to my teenage years. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> but to be a doer, begin applying the word of God. When you, when you, when you read scriptures about uh, loving one another, forgiving one another, that you actually apply loving one another. You actually apply forgiving one another. When you read scriptures about uh, sowing and reaping, that you actually sow and then reap, that you don't just go through life thinking, well, I'm just going to reap. I'm just going to reap. <laughs> no, it's sowing and reaping. And speaking of sowing and reaping, I realized I skipped right over receiving the offering one before I started with the message, but we'll, we'll do it in just a minute. So just hang on there. We're going, to give you a, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God, but be applying the word of God. Be a doer of the word of God. A wise person is a person that hears the word of God and is a doer of the word of God. So let's go through this again. Heaven's resources, wisdom's resources are from heaven. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Develop a relationship with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. And if you never received Jesus, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You, you're, you're at the right place at the right time. We'll give you that opportunity to do so. We'll give you that opportunity to do so. But develop a relationship with Jesus. Develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Have association with other uh, members of the body of Christ that are, that are filled with wisdom and be drawing on one another and be applying the word of God in your life. It will be a blessing to you. The wise person continues to hear and gets even more wisdom. The foolish just kind of shuns the whole idea of it and say, yeah, I got this. I got this. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. I got it too. And I realized I didn't got it. And now I'm going to open myself up to get even more Wisdom to become wiser, to become wiser. Never ever age out of learning. Don't age out of becoming wiser. Wisdom has to do with becoming skillful and honoring 
in honoring one another, in handling our money, conducting our lives, treating friends kindly. It has to do with our eating and drinking healthily. It has to do with cultivating emotions within ourselves and attitude towards others that make for peace. Thread it through all these is the insistence that the way we think of and respond to God is the most practical thing we do. In matters of everyday practicality, nothing, absolutely nothing takes precedence over God. Be open, be open. There's still a thing or two for all of us to learn or a thousand things or 2,000 things for all of us to learn. So let's be open. Do not, do not age out of learning. Way too many people graduate from high school or some of them continue learning if they go to college and graduate out of college and then the books are put away and the idea of learning more kind of gets put on a shelf on a back burner and we, we kind of stop being open to learning new things, new ways, new techniques. But there's so much more to learn even of the, of, it, with, within your relationship with God. I don't care how many years you've been a Christian, how many years you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, there is more that God has in store for us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Father, thank you for encouraging us and admonishing us in the realm of becoming wise, becoming knowledgeable, having wisdom and understanding, Lord God, that we can just continue to grow in our relationship with you, we can, uh, our relationships with one another can continue to, uh, to grow and be enhanced in the spirit of grace and the spirit of love and favor by uh, acquiring wisdom. And Lord God, just every area of our life. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Forgive us of any area that we've shunned or we, we've, we've been lazy in, in, in acquiring wisdom when it comes to uh, your kingdom come here on earth and your will being done here on earth even as is in heaven. Lord, may we, can, may we thirst and hunger and inquire for such wisdom in that arena alone that we're able to, uh, uh, that in the, the natural mind, can't even, we can't even wrap our mind around the idea that your kingdom come and your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. But help us, Lord God, through the spirit of wisdom to come into that place of understanding, into that place, Lord God, of having the mind of Christ, into that place, Lord God, of having a confidence that, that, that the steps that we are taking are being ordered by you, that they're steps of wisdom. And even when they cause tension with, because the natural mind is not comprehending it, this wisdom that we're speaking of far exceeds the natural mind. Matter of fact, we're told and instructed uh, in the Word of God that the natural mind can't even receive the things that you have in store for us, but our spirit can receive them. So, Father, we ask you to download wisdom that's applicable to our lives, to our season of life, to, on, for our path, for the direction you have for us, that you download that wisdom to us and that we can receive it, we can appreciate it, we can discern it, we can apply it, and, and, and Lord God, be the better for it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. So thank you, Lord God, that it's hidden in Jesus Christ. And right now, with eyes closed just for a moment, perhaps you're saying, Pastor Ray, I'm one of those that you mentioned earlier, perhaps you, you may not have a relationship with Jesus, you haven't received him as your personal Lord and Savior. We certainly want to give you an opportunity uh, to
come to know him and to receive him as your Lord and Savior. So while eyes are closed and people are in an attitude of prayer, this is your own private space. We want to ask you, uh, I'd love to pray for you. We all want to pray together, but we just like to know who we're praying for. So if you just slip up your hand if you're in here today and say, yes, I would love to uh, come to know Jesus and, and, and be able to tap into his wisdom and direction for my life. Is that speaking to your heart? Would you just slip up your hand? We just for a moment. Anyone in here this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right, I'm not seeing any hands raised here this morning. So I believe that you all have that relationship with God. Congratulations. And now my challenge for you is just to continue to grow in that in Jesus' name. Amen. Continue to grow in it and, and really just press in and receive all that he has for you. Praise God. Speaking of wisdom concerning our stewardship, I want to give you an opportunity to remind you and, and also to pray over your stewardship, to give you an opportunity to, to sow into the, into the kingdom of God, into the ministry here at Grace Church. But in second, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17, we are, uh, the commandment here is, is given to Timothy to, uh, that he's to instruct those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And then verse 18 says, let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give and willing to share. Ready to give and willing to share. Let them do good. That's the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is that uh, God throughout the word of God, instructs us to bring a tithe into the storehouse. That's the first tenth of our increase. And as that comes in, as, as you sow that, God is honoring you, and he's also challenging you to continue to, do, to be rich in these good works and to be ready to give and to be willing to share. Grace Church has practiced the same principle for years that the 10% of what comes into our general fund gets set aside. 5% of it is for, is, is for tithes and honorariums and some, some local type of things we do, and the, and the other 5% goes into what we call a missions fund. Now that missions fund that, that accumulates over time, then we're able to sow. There's some missionaries that we support on a monthly basis, but then there's also other occasions where we're able to support uh, certain projects that are taking place. Well, uh, one of the projects that we want to sow into this month, the Holy Spirit is just speaking to my heart about it, and I believe we're going to sow $5,000 into it. If you could bring the pictures up there of Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse is probably one of the best organizations that I'm aware of. You may be aware of some others, but it's a Christian organization. It'd be identical to our Red Cross-type organization. But within the first week of the earthquake over in Turkey, they set up, they, they flew over there with all their equipment and set up a fuel hospital. One of the major buildings that was destroyed in that earthquake was the local hospital. And many of the doctors, nurses, and patients, most of the doctors, nurses, and patients in the hospital were killed. And so it made it very difficult to reach out to people when the hospitals wiped out. So they put the field hospital over there, and there's a picture of it. And uh, just, uh, just appreciate the, the places that get, they go and how uh, they are an organization, Samaritan Purse. It's an outreach ministry of the Billy Graham Ministries. And it's just very, very diligent. Uh, they've exercised great stewardship. 
and they're very responsive when crises hit different areas throughout the United States as well as uh, around the world. And to me, it's impressive that within a week they were able to have the, the planes loaded, the equipment loaded, uh, volunteer doctors and nurses and other volunteers and able to go over there and set up a hospital to minister to the people. And so we're going to, uh, out, of the, out of our tithe of grace, Church, tithe, and missions, we're going to send a $5,000 donation toward that. And that's doable here at the church because of your tithe and your offerings to the church. And so as you continue to give of your tithe and your offerings, God wants you to be rich in good works. And so be faithful. And on the screen there, there's some various ways you can do that through our website, uh, the church app. You can download that and use that to give as well as text to give. And in the service here, you can give. There are envelopes and uh, receptacles at the back exit door there. If you, you can give uh, in person here. And you can also mail it in whenever you want to mail it in. Just whatever's most convenient for you. The main part is, is that you be diligent in being uh, faithful to God in the giving of your tithe and offerings that enables Grace Church to fulfill the mission of Grace Church, and that's to proclaim the good news of the gospel in Berks and beyond. So our, our online services go beyond Berks, and ministries like this that we can hook up with certainly go beyond Berks. And, but uh, when you get to heaven, you'll hear people say, well done. You'll hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. You're going to hear other people say, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. It saved me. I, I, my needs were met because of it. So, amen. So, praise God. So, I want to encourage you in that. Be blessed in it. Father, I pray for the Grace Church family. I thank you for their faithfulness and the giving of their tithes and their offerings. And I thank you, Lord God, that the word is continuing to be proclaimed here in Berks and beyond, and that the souls are being saved and people's needs are being met. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Praise God. Let's welcome Kate Henny, and she'll wrap things up for us. Then you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. God bless you.